In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Many years ago, there were two important events which truly shaped my spiritual life. One was at St Mary's 12th century church in Edwinstow, on the edge of Sherwood Forest in Nottingham, England. On June the 21st, 1957, I was baptised. It must have been a joyful event because my close and extended family held a big party, one which I was far too young to remember. The other was an event 5,354 miles from Edwinstow in Carlsbad. In the early 2000s, the vestry at St Michael's held meetings to review and revise the existing mission statement. Using information in the Catechism section of the Book of Common Prayer, they decided a new mission to be a beacon of God's truth and love through the richness of traditional Anglican worship by equipping the saints to bear witness to Christ wherever they may be and by sharing in Christ's work of reconciliation and healing in the world. Now I'm sure there were also many other events, beacons of light, which guided me along my spiritual journey. But it was at my baptism that Christ drew me into his church. And this message to be a beacon that drew me to St. Michael's and into this pulpit today. And today we hear of another important event when Jesus told his disciples how he would die on the cross and the implications for the whole of mankind. In our gospel, Jesus says, I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. We may think this is an odd saying, as we normally think of lifting up as receiving a trophy at the end of a competition, or being lifted up as someone to be celebrated. But in this context, he is speaking of the cross, and it is drawing a parallel with a passage in the Old Testament that his listeners would know. In Numbers, as the Israelites wandered the desert, they started questioning God's decisions and vocally grumbled about the food and drink that he gave them for sustenance. And in response, God in his wrath sent fiery serpents to bite and kill the people. When the people repented, God told Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. Anyone who was bitten looked at the serpent and believed would be saved. They would live. Those who did not believe would physically perish. In parallel, Jesus told of his impending death, being lifted up on a cross as a vicarious sacrifice for our sin. Anyone who believes in him and his act on the cross will be saved they will have eternal life. Those who do not believe will spiritually perish. Jesus being lifted up has now drawn over 2.2 billion people to himself. He also tells us that he is the light which dispels darkness and that we too can be light 
He says, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, lest the darkness overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. Throughout all of scripture, there are so many references to Jesus as light and life, but also warnings about darkness. The prophet Isaiah said God would lead the blind along unknown paths, turning darkness into light. The psalmist says that God's word is a lamp at our feet, a light in our paths. St. Matthew tells us Jesus commands us to let our light shine so that others may see our good works in the glory to God. And St. Luke tells us about the living light, but also gives us a warning that our eyes are the lamp of our body. When our eyes are good, our bodies are full of light. But he also tells us that when our eyes are not good, then our bodies are full of darkness. And he warns us not to let the light in to become darkness. And in today's gospel, Jesus also warns us to walk in the light and not in the darkness. It's rather like when we watch a horror movie or a thriller. It often seems that the next person to die is the one who walks away from a brightly lit area into a dark alley or into a dark, dense woodland. And we want to shout at the person not to go there. But of course they can't really hear us. And this is what Jesus is shouting at us today. Do not go down there. It's not safe. But the difference is that we can listen and we can hear him. He warns us not to be drawn into the dimness of temptation, leading to the darkness of sin, which can dull our belief in him and our faith. Now, over the centuries, there have also been others who've warned us through their writings. About a year after I first arrived at St. Michael's, I had a meeting with one of our priests, and we discussed faith. How it could ebb, and flow, how it could seem bright one day, dimmer the next, and very dark on another day. He told, told me about the dark night of the soul, a phrase which these days is often used in psychiatry to describe an extremely difficult and painful time in our lives. For example, a loss, a breakup, or a life-threatening Ill illness. But this concept is based on a poem and a book by the 16th century Spanish mystic poet and theologian priest, Saint John of the Cross. And the poem is called Dark Night. Notice Saint John of the Cross does not use the sinister sounding dark night of the soul, just the term dark night. This poem actually reveals the joyful experience of being guided from the darkness of sin back into a right relationship with God. It tells of a dark night, 
when we can go forth without being observed, where we can feel secure in darkness and concealment. It's a place we cannot see anything without light or a guide which burns in our hearts. But this poem states that it's in this night that we are transformed as the beloved, kept holy for God alone. And God's gentle hand causes all our senses to be suspended and we're lost in oblivion as we abandon ourselves, leaving our cares forgotten among the lilies. Saint John of the Cross says, it is the light shining in our souls which leads us in our spiritual journey to a divine union. And this light burns in a dark night as a guide more certain than the midday sun. And this beacon guides us to the place where God is waiting for us. Now Saint John of the Cross, a Carmelite priest, worked tirelessly with Saint Teresa of Avila to reform their order for the benefit of the poor and the disenfranchised. And his life truly reflected Mark 8:34 Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself take up his cross and follow me And for this work he experienced opposition misunderstanding persecution and even imprisonment He really knew the price of picking up his cross and following Jesus So today, as we celebrate the special feast of the Holy Cross, we too can identify and pick up our crosses. And when we do this, Jesus warns us to walk while we still have his light, where our righteousness and good deeds shine, not where our transgressions are hidden. We will have peace and joy not anxiety about things we feel we cannot confess, where we have salvation, not where we prevent the Holy Spirit working within us and working against reconciling us. Jesus Christ is the one who is light. He tells us to walk with him so that we too can be guiding lights, beacons of God's truth and love who draw many others to Christ. Amen.